coming to you from Castle Rock, Colorado. This is DCF with Josh Hammerly. Hello everyone, welcome wherever you are, whatever you may be doing. I am Josh Hammerling and this is the DCF Podcast brought to you by DCF Guns. And we are back in the studio today with my partner, Josh Barton. Josh, say hi. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wonderful. Thanks for coming back in today for our second podcast. It is good that we're still rolling with this. Um, anything going on at DCF right now? Specials? Oh, exciting we, stuff? We always got, got some exciting stuff going on. Uh, right now, in particular, we have the limited edition FDE 365 SIGs coming in. Really? What's that going to set me back? Oh, you know, you know, we could probably talk. Yeah. Get you well, back maybe five, $600. Yeah. Yeah. I'd get in there. Unless I like you, and then we might get a discount in there, too. Right, so you get an extra bullet. Is that what it is? Mm, you know, I might give you a box. Wow! Yeah, a box of bullets. No way. Well, you've heard it here, folks. If you're listening to this broadcast, mention it. Mr. Barton might give you something. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. Well, you're, everyone appreciates that. So I've been shooting a lot with you guys lately. I've been getting more comfortable with my guns, using your trainers, trying to get myself better, using firearms safer, more efficiently. And I started noticing that my eyes are getting old really old. In fact, I can't even see those sights anymore. So someone in your store recommended me, to me to use one of your gunsmiths to put an, an RMR on one of my Glocks. Now, if you folks don't know what an RMR is, it's made by Trigicon. It's one of these holographic sights that you throw on the top of your gun, and it helps you put bullets exactly where you want them, especially if you're a target shooter or into those, even on the top of a shotgun. It gives you something that um, floats out there. You leave both eyes open, and it does make you a better shot. And with my old eyes, I actually started putting targets better on or uh, bullets on target much easier. Um, I know DCF does machining. Can your guys end up doing a lot of that gunsmithing? And when does a person use a gunsmith? Because I only use it when my eyes needed it. But there, there's so much more one can do, right? No, and you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, people come in for all different kinds of reasons for gunsmithing. But one of the reasons tends to be some of their shooting uh, skill sets that they're trying mm -hmm. to overcome. Sure. Uh, vision in, is a great example of that. And using a red dot sight on your, on your pistol is something that can drastically improve that. Now, as mm -hmm. far as our gunsmiths, we have a mill and a lathe in the back. All right. So we can mill out a sure. slide and actually put that red dot on a gun that you already have that may not be set up for it right now. Right. And um, what's the kind of the turnaround time if someone does work or need work done? You know, maybe with the milling, uh, new trigger jobs. You guys do all kinds of stuff, right? Even painting. Custom paint work, stippling yeah. work. Uh, we have uh, a lot of, especially law enforcement, that come in that have issues with the grips on their firearms and when really? okay. they're in the heat of you know dealing with situations sometimes your palms become sweaty sure and being able to have some extra um, texture there in order to get a good grip on your firearm is extremely important and we do those types sure. of things uh, as well um, of course you know the average stuff repairs mm -hmm. um, just in general enhancements that you want to do whether it's to a rifle or a pistol um, mm -hmm. yeah, painting stippling sure. machine work it is all kind of Fun stuff that you yeah, can yeah, do, yeah. yeah. So I, w I was recently on your long-range shoot over the Memorial Day weekend with, with Mr. Patch and Adams over there, and I used my wonderful Tavor, and it's full of dirt, which that, that rifle's designed to keep shooting like that, but what kind of deep cleaning can you guys do? Is there an option for that? I mean, can I get in there? Is there some serious deep cleaning? Because I notice I won't be able to get all the dirts out of the places, and I think you guys might have the tools. So what do you offer in that realm? Yeah, we actually will take apart your gun completely. All the springs, all the screws, everything comes sure. out. In the process of doing that, mm -hmm. you know, we're able to get in and actually take some of those uh, um, harder to get uh, surfaces clean. Sure. And it actually drastically reduces the wear on your firearm, so you won't have to replace parts as quickly. Sure. So cleaning essentially is as important as anything. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's not. As, it's 
commonly known in the industry as a DCOA, which is a, a complete disassembly. Of the uh, firearm. Clean, yeah, yeah reassembly. So. Right. And anyone who owns a firearm, you should do that. Every time that you change out the batteries in your your smoke detector at home, go get your gun clean because you don't want to use a machine that is dirty and fouled and suddenly you have something called a catastrophic failure or you wear parts out. There's just so much that can go wrong if you don't take care of the tools that you use. And I just want to stress that to people because there's always those horror stories that you hear about somebody. Yeah, I, you know, I think I left a cleaning patch in there. I just tried to shoot it through. <laughs> We, we've gotten some interesting uh, um, things come into the gun. Yeah, store. what's the strangest, uh, can you fix my firearm story real quick? Uh, we actually had a guy that uh, brought in his revolver. He had used custom loads in the revolver. He had actually blown off the top of the frame and the cylinder oh out of the gun. And he wanted to know if we can weld it back together for him. Really? Yeah. What, was he shooting dynamite? Is that what it was? He just overloaded rounds and it just turned out really poorly. And he was standing. Yep. And unharmed. Hands had some burns on it, a little bit of cuts here and there, but he's lucky he didn't lose his fingers. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but my gosh. There is a, I would recommend anybody who's listening to this now to take a DCF safety course. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and if you're going to be reloading, don't yeah. be uh, uh, drinking on a Saturday night, watching uh, Saturday Night Live right. while you're doing it. So. Follow all of the Sammy rules, all of the right loads, right pressures. Know the, know the, yes. Do your research on reloading if you ever do any reloading. So you guys offer lots of fun stuff. You got any th fun things coming up? I know you got your outdoors people out there showing up to all these events. If you haven't been to the outdoor events, what's the next one you guys will be at? We actually have a couple coming up, but uh, we're really involved with anything in Castle Rock. So if you're at the community events in Castle Rock, we're at most of them. Really? Okay, cool. Uh, we're always handing out free swag, giving free out stuff. free gun passes to come in and shoot on the range. Yeah. So, you know, come try us out, check us out, see what you think. Um, and, of course, you know, all of our uh, manufacturers like to give us little little trinkets and things that we give out as well. We were most recently at the uh, Tanner Gun Show, and that was actually a lot of fun. Hadn't been there in a while. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna I start. Saying, I haven't seen the booth out there, and, but I also don't go to that one that, that often. But what are yeah. you guys, selling guns or just showing everybody what you do? No, selling guns, talking about our range. Um, sure. Just got back into it. We're probably going to start going on a regular basis every month. Right. And uh, we also partner with a company called Bullets Both Ways, and okay. they, they go to that as well. And we uh, sell some of their swag in the store to help raise money for uh, – uh, funding teachers and educators to go and learn how to become certified to sure. shoot. Yeah, I can't stress more and more how people should get trained, especially if you're in the teaching realm. I, I know we live in a different world these days. Absolutely. And uh, I have a in my backpack one little bulletproof plate that I leave in there that I can use as an arm guard, and that's all I can take to work. But, you know, there are certainly people who would have more. And, you know, to be prepared is best. That's the best way to describe you it. You know, I always say practice makes perfect, so I'd sure. like to see you actually, Spartan-wise, hold that up and show me what that I looks like. I am just hoping for the best in that situation. If I get something that I can pray to God will catch a bullet that's not me, I'm going to carry it with me. <laughs> you know, nothing personal, but we both yeah. should probably hit the gym if we're going to stay behind that. Yeah, no, I, I try to work out. The problem is is that I just don't. <laughs> it gets me every time. I'm lazy. I like TV. That's you know, who doesn't? Who yeah. doesn't like TV? I mean, Netflix and... Amazon Prime. It, it's so easy these days because you don't, you don't have to worry about the schedule. You can watch whatever you want, whenever you want. All the time. Yeah. That's all I do. I wish I had more of a life than just TV. But, I, you know, I do go shooting at your place. So you guys well, see me more and more. We got you outside for yes. two days camping, you know, Oh, and that was a blast. The, first off, the accommodations. If any, if nobody has taken the long-range shoot at DCF. You should take it. First off, I was shown first how to get all of the tools of the trade. Anything that I want to do with 
long range shooting was laid on the table. Even all the cool new stuff where the scope's doing the sighting in for you, tells you where to put the bullet, that is something that blows <laughs> me away. SIG has an incredible product there, and that's what Patch had. Do you guys have those in our store, and what is that? We do, and they're actually not that expensive. People think that they might be uh, on, the, on the pricier side. Yeah. They start at about seven ninety nine and go up to Which 1500 Which is about as much as any other high-quality scope that you might buy out there. Not only that, but it includes your rangefinder. Yeah, and you're not buying two different products, and they're exactly. incorporated. Exactly. And it gets you off, quote, on paper a lot faster and at the right distances yep. much and you, quicker. And you don't have to have a cell signal to make it work because it's yeah. worked via Bluetooth. Uh, and so a lot of people yeah. think that, oh, I have to pull this thing up on my phone. Sure. No, it's all Bluetooth. It just communicates with each other. It makes right. it easier for you. Yeah, and then Patch you know, was using the, his telephone to get ballistic data to input into the scope. And they were hitting targets 1,100 yards. I mean, it was... Well, let, let's not cut it short. It was 1,144. Yes, it was 1,144, which I was out with a Tavor. It's not made for a lot of extreme long-range shooting, but that rifle will reach out to 600 yards. I did have a, a couple of hits at 600 yards. That's, pre- five, five, six. that's was, pretty impressive. Not for the rifle, but for you. You know, in a... Some of the shots I was taking was a standing position. The rifle is so ergonomic that it uses your body to stabilize it. I cannot say enough yep. good things about that, that platform. I was blown away. But that, there was dirt. You know, there's a lot that can go on there. Patch had us uh, um, on the first day, sighted in, get our rifle where we wanted. He got our scopes squared away, yep. gave us the training on the body, and then you know, started us on the medium range stuff. And people were just gonging those things. So if you have not gonged a target with a bullet, and hearing that satisfaction that your shot is right where you want it. You have not lived. <laughs> I love it. it. It is pretty exciting to, to be able to hear that noise and, and know that that's victory. You, you've achieved the goal. Yeah. yeah and I, Patch was sitting there. I knew he was having a good time because he kept saying things like, gong, got it, gong, got it. <laughs> I think he was having more fun than we were just because he was spotting for us. And the spotter, I didn't realize, was the most important thing in a, in a whole shooting team. I mean, they're the ones that pretty much tell you where you're putting it. Exactly. And I was blown away and his spotting skills were fantastic well it's good too because they allow you to do switch um, spotting so that you can actually spot for somebody else and understand what the what what the aspects of that mean and what needs to happen absolutely and i spent most of my time trying to be the spotter and watching patch as he was (laughs) spotting because it was fun i had my binoculars they were fairly powerful but i had a battle scope not a one of those high you know long range ones those other guys were using but there's some rounds out there now that were blowing me away how much how bad the 308 actually performs compared to some of these new modern rounds like the 6.5 Creedmoor that one of the gentlemen was shooting in. Apparently all of the winners at uh, the Springfield match this year are using that round. So. You know, it's one of the more popular ones, and, and not that the 308 is a bad round, but yeah. you can literally watch the arc on a 308 yeah. and, and, and literally watch it. I mean, you can watch right. the bullet fly through the air. That's how slow it is. Sure. And just kind of, you know, it's almost like lobbing... Uh, um, you know, from the old, uh, uh, what are those, the French designed, uh, um, that threw the rocks. Uh, oh, a trebuchet. A trebuchet, yeah. yeah. It's almost like watching a trebuchet in modern form. Whereas uh, the 6.5, uh-huh. I mean, literally, it's like a flat, just, it's there. Yeah, the ballistic data on it was just, yeah. I understand why it shoots flat for what it is, you know. Yep, yep. It was cool, but it was fun. Uh, and then the second day, accommodations were great, if I didn't mention that. I really liked the, the place that we stayed. Very I mean, nice. It's luxury in the, in the woods. I would have stayed in a tent. But, you know. Well, you know, we tried to kick it up a little bit. Right. And, and, of course, dinner, I'm, sh- I'm hoping, was, was good as well. Yeah, it was, um, it was a ton of meats, salads, and breads. And it was a good meal. Chow yeah. was fantastic. Sleep good and then wake up refreshed. Absolutely. We were up by, I, you know, I'm an early riser. and There was biscuits and gravy that morning. 
Oh, oh, it was great. See, I didn't get told oh. that. I'd have been there for biscuits and gravy. Well, it's because one of the people on the trip was like, "I want to feed everybody. Do you mind if I make biscuits and gravy? I have a great recipe." Very no one nice. said no. Well, I, who would? <laughs> it was delicious. So, it was a good. It was a blast. I've I've never really had an opportunity to take a course like that. It was in depth. It was overnight. It got me immersed into you know the training very for nice, long shooting very nice. so well, i'm glad you got to enjoy yeah it. no when you see him and when he hears this tell him that pat you're doing a great job everything about it wonderful yes now i want navigation from him land oh, navigation land oh. navigation so that's that's a little bit more than a two-day overnight it would be that's like a it's like a that's like a three to five day yeah well, let's talk about it we'll, we'll, we'll drop you off in the middle the of nowhere and have you find your way back all right now we have to get that uncomfortable part of the day where we talk about politics no and politics. no you never want to bring it up, but it happens. And yet another crazed madman decides to head into Virginia, and he takes in some gear with him that suddenly everybody wants to ban. And it's, I just don't know how I should feel about this because I am a huge Second Amendment supporter. Mm-hmm. There should, I believe there should be fewer things in place to actually get a handgun. I, you know, I would even go away with the background check. I know people think that's crazy, but... There's nothing in the Constitution that requires me to say that I have to have the state tell me that I can have something yep. when it comes yep. to those rights. So kind of a libertarian sort of view. And now you've got all these calls in Virginia now for getting rid of suppressors because one was used. And I just want to know your thoughts on where this lies. I, I just think it's a bunch of crazy liberals again going after all of my rights. You know, there, there's definitely some foundation to a lot of the things they talk about. The problem is it's gone about in the wrong way and they focus on the wrong things. Mm-hmm. So when these incidents happen, we should definitely be talking about it. Sure. How did it happen? Why did it happen? Mm-hmm. You know, what could we do to prevent it? All those things are important questions. The uh, problem we run into is we focus too much on the tool rather than the individual. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's where the problem lies. The, the problem lies in the individual. Mm-hmm. The individual made this choice. The tool is just what they chose to use. Sure. And so it really comes down to understanding what is our culture created with these individuals? And why are they coming out more so now over the past couple decades and not before? Sure. And to me, it's, it's a mental health issue and understanding mm-hmm. not just from an aspect of, you know, how old the individual is, whether or not they could um, legally mm-hmm. obtain the firearms, because um, a lot of them were stolen from other people. Some of them aren't. Mm-hmm. It's more about why. why. Why did this person do what they did? Sure. And what kind of signs did they show ahead of time to, to tip us off right. that, that something was wrong that they needed to be addressed? Sure. And sometimes those signs just don't show up. You don't know, you know, if a relative were, there have been suicides in families and no one ever knew anything was wrong, you know. So a lot of these people end up hiding these emotions very, very well. And there's nothing one can do about that. I mean, there's no law one could ever make that says this will police your mental health. I do think a lot of it also has to do with the avenues of mental health that have been taken away. There used to be all these wonderful facilities people could actually go to and get the help they needed, and those were quickly replaced with medications, and those facilities ended up being shut down, and those medications have all kinds of strange side effects that affect one's mental health. So, yes, I think you're right in that, you know, we need to do more for the minds of those that need the help. Well, it's the the interpersonal stimulation that we don't have anymore, right? I mean, we're... Like we were talking about before, we both like sit in front of Netflix and watch our, watch our TV shows. Sure. By um, ourselves. Yeah. I mean, we don't, we don't yeah. engage with people like we used to. So, sure. you know, the friendships that are built out there now aren't built on me sharing my feelings with you. It's built mm. on me sharing my feelings about the latest episode of what. Right. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of it has to do with uh, um, our ability just to, to care for one another. Sure. And truly, you know, try to engage with each other in a meaningful way. Right. 
And so you're in, in, and to your line about the, uh, the mental health institutes and medications, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Sure. Um, you know, the, the medications have by far outweighed the alternatives. I mean, mm-hmm. it's easier for you just to be told, Hey, if you take this, you'll be better. Sure. And to, uh, dovetail off of that. If I go to a doctor now in Colorado, they're required to ask me if I own a firearm, which I never answer it, but I'm afraid to actually seek help. If I was a person who needs help, I'm afraid to seek it because I'm afraid now to lose all of the rights with the red flag law that they've just passed. So if I go into someone for just a little bit of depression, am I suddenly now a case for the red flag law? Red flag law? There's so much negativity associated with me losing my rights. I, I, I would just not go in and seek the help because I, don't, I wouldn't want to lose that. You know, it's a big, it's a big issue amongst our, uh, our uh, military families and, and, our, and our military personnel that have mm-hmm. gotten out of the service. Sure. You know, I hear it quite frequently. I mean, you know, a lot of them really need to have avenues that they can use to help talk about a lot of these things. Sure. We, we support yeah. a great organization called PTSD USA. Yeah. And Patch is actually the local president for Colorado. Fantastic. And, you know, it's, it's those types of organizations that help prevent a lot of issues mm-hmm. that, that end up, um, you know, uh, becoming publicized that, that draw attention to the wrong issue. Sure. And most of these individuals, you know, don't want to hurt anybody. They don't want to do anything. They're just, they're just struggling individually, and they, sure. and they need some support. And that's, that's where I think the, uh, the future lies. It's not in, mm-hmm. you know, prescribing you these drugs and telling you it's all going to be okay. It's in actually having organizations and people that care and reach out to you and, hey, I, I'm willing to listen. Absolutely. And, and I'm willing to I'm willing to try and, and help in any way I can, but it's in a meaningful manner. Absolutely. Fantastic. DCF does it all. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Josh, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love it when you guys come in, talk to us. We need to get over there more and just hang out. We do. Absolutely. And if uh, the ladies don't know, they have a wonderful ladies' night every what night? Wednesday night. Wednesday night. So that is... And you can actually go onto our website. Absolutely. And look up the event, and it'll tell you what the topic of conversation is for tonight. And uh, um, some really, really good free training. And I say free loosely because it's five bucks, right? Right, yeah. But the five bucks we give you back in credit in the store. Because we want you spending the money in the store, and we want this to truly be something that's um, free for you to uh, attend and do. And then we want to encourage you to actually buy the tools and resources that allow you to use these uh, these skills. Absolutely. What's the address and telephone number one more time? Yeah, so 1155 Park Street, Castle Rock, Colorado. Again, 1155 Park Street, Castle Rock, Colorado. Exit 182 off I-25, literally like a half mile off the freeway or less. Um, phone number, though, if you have questions, 720-515-2006. 720-515-2006. Uh, option 2 will get you right to the sales floor, and they'd be happy to help you with anything. Well, folks. That's another show. I'd like to thank everyone that helped make it possible, starting with the people behind the glass. That's Mike Wright. He is our technical producer. I would like to thank my partner sitting across from me, Mr. Josh Barton, for coming in today, making this show what it is, because without him, we probably wouldn't have one. I'm not that fun. And I'd like to thank Joe Altman and Pin Business Network for letting us use their studios. Tune in next time when we talk to Josh about the things that interest him and the gun reviews that we got coming up. We'll see you here next time on the DCF Podcast. This has been a presentation of DCF. For more information on DCF, head over to the website at dcfguns.com. That's dcfguns.com. Or call them at 720-515-2006. That's 720-515-2006.